Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for the latest episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And coming up on today's episode, we'll hear from head coach Sean Payton and several players as they take a look back at Saturday's loss in Detroit. Plus, Broncos lead writer Eric Delala joins the show for a game recap. All that and more coming up. The Denver Broncos dropped to 7-7 with a 42-17 loss to the Lions in Detroit on Saturday. And today, we heard from head coach Sean Payton and several players as they reflected on the game. And head coach Sean Payton talked about how the team will look to bounce back. We've got good leadership in that locker room. We've got experienced players. And, and you know, I said to him after the game, I said, look, this, this is a tough loss. Um, you know, they never taste well. This one will go down. But the key for us is is to get rested. And, and get ready for, you know, these, these final three weeks, really really starting with this week versus New England. Um, you know, you can't lose that game twice. You lost it once. And, uh, and we all did collectively. You know, we all uh, could have been better, and, and, and we weren't. And so let's move forward. I, I think, I think the, the leadership and the experience in, in this locker room uh, – We've leaned on, we'll lean on again, and I think it'll serve us well. Inside linebacker Josie Jewell spoke to the media today and detailed how the defense didn't execute on fundamentals versus the Lions. Um, and the one thing we didn't do very well, especially on the defensive side, um, executing the plan, uh, whether it be you know doing the, exactly what your job says to do or fundamentally finishing plays uh, how we're supposed to and how we've been doing. So uh, just a reminder of, you know, it's the NFL and, and everybody's good at their job and and you got to be exceptional if you want to be, you know, doing a great job every single week. Um, and that just comes back to consistency. And that's one thing we need to really hone in on these final three weeks. Plus, head coach Sean Payne added to that discussing the breakdowns in the run defense. Ultimately, it gets the gap integrity. And, you know, you've got certain gaps, especially when you're playing a down safety defense. And so they they did a good job of, of, uh, of creating space, if you will, and then, your gaps get challenged, so that that would be the first thing. And on offense, Sean Payton and Titan Adam Troutman talked today about needing to get the run game going and how they'll look to do that this weekend. You know, we didn't run it as well as I thought we would, and we, quite honestly, I'm, you know, I'd like. I think that's an area. Cleveland, you know, was the last game where I felt like we ran it really well, uh, and I think in this next three game stretch, we're going to have to run it better than we have. I think it's just having answers against different things. Um, I mean, we have we have seen pretty much majority of what defenses can throw at us, but just having answers for different things. And once we realize what they're doing, you know, just um, adjusting. And we have done that. Our coaches have done a great job with the game plan. Um, it just comes down to, you know, players executing um, and being really locked in on, on uh, the scheme and how and what we know and how to run it. Because, I mean, we've been doing the same stuff since uh, since camp. So just kind of. Uh, you know, being much better uh, and being more detail-oriented. Adam Troutman also talked about returning home for the next two weeks and the success they've had at Empower Field at Mile High this season. Yeah, I mean, it'll be nice to be stationary. Um, <laughs> obviously, we've been on the road for the last three weeks, so it'll be nice to be stationary. Um, but also, it's great. I mean, we have terrific home field advantage. Our fans are incredible. And then also, I don't. I think this is – I don't know if this is used – like, the altitude is a huge – huge deal I think like having teams come here and play I think it makes it a little more difficult and definitely gives us an advantage so um no I mean we're excited to be back home and and take this thing one game at a time and uh keep pushing forward 
and Sean Payton talked about how critical it will be for this team to have grit in the final three weeks of the regular season. We all watched the games yesterday and you, you get caught up into the numbers and the percentages and you, you can focus on the things you can control and, and that's having a, I mean, it's obviously getting ready to play New England and, and, and that's it. Um, and and focus on getting this next win because that, that's that's really all that matters. And it's going to take three wins, but it starts with this week. Now joining me here in the Broncos podcast studio for a game recap is Broncos lead writer Eric Delale. Eric, thanks for joining me on the show today. You got it, Sid. A lot to look at from a sun- Saturday Saturday night's game, not Sunday, uh, Eric. But are you feeling recovered yet? I know we got back really late on Saturday. Yeah, I think uh, it was a long road trip. Um, when you when you toss in. You know, the game against the Texans, the game against the Chargers, I think that you see in this league the difficulty of going on the road three times in a row. It rarely happens. The Broncos haven't done it in, what, six years? Um, Mm -hmm. And when it does happen, it's a a strain, I think, on these players' bodies. Um, Adam Troutman earlier today was was like, it'll be nice to just be stationary and not have to go Mm -hmm. anywhere. And I know it's easy sometimes to view these games in a vacuum, right? You lose to Houston. You beat the Chargers, and then it feels like, well, you just got this next game against Detroit. But I do think, uh, and not to make excuses for for how things went in Detroit because right. there were, there was a lot that went wrong. But I think that when you've been traveling that much, and then you get to the last game of a three game road trip, it is a night game against a team in the Lions that's fired up and eager to be playing at home, and it's a short week for both teams, right? But right. but for the Broncos in particular, having to go from a road game back to another road game on a Saturday rather than have an extra day on Sunday. For sure. Um, that's difficult. And there's a reason why teams often struggle with these three-game road trips. Yeah. Even the 1997 Super Bowl champions here in Denver, they went one and two on their three-game road trip. And no wow. team in Denver's history, you know, 10 of these trips since the merger in 1970, no one's ever won two games. So that speaks to the difficulty of it. I will say, said when we were going into this three-game road trip, yeah. um, you hoped for two wins, I think, but but – what I said, I think back then was you have to find a way to get one and get to seven and seven at the very worst and then find a way to put yourself in position where, you know, can you have a couple of winnable home games and then have a chance the last week of the season? And, and so it wasn't necessarily pretty against Detroit. And mm-hmm. you certainly in Houston maybe missed an opportunity with a slow start there. But with the win over the Chargers, you're at least able to keep yourself at 500. You remain in this thing. And uh, that's all you can ask for kind of going into this final stretch. 100%. I mean, you mentioned it. Three-game road trip is draining on the players' bodies. I mean, it's draining on our bodies and physically, mentally, so I can't even imagine how they feel. Yeah, and we saw Sean Payton say that, hey, normally when you come off a Saturday game, we're going to use that Monday as an extra practice to get ready for whoever the next opponent is, in this case, New England. And Sean Payton kind of looked at this team where they stood after three games in 13 days and said they need the rest. And so he said they haven't had a team meeting yet, so they, they got back Sunday, have Monday off. Um, I assume that he said kind of they're back in Wednesday. Right. I think that's a smart move just in terms of letting this team reset a little bit, put this three-game road trip behind you. I think this extra extended break, you can almost treat it a little bit like a, a bye week or a mini bye week and then come back fresh for these last three games and, and see what happens. But leave the rest of the season behind you. We've kind of had three chunks now, right? You've got the one and five start. Right. You've got the five-game winning streak. And then you've got this this road trip of three games where the Broncos go one and two. Yeah. Now this is, even though it's only three games, I view it as kind of this last quarter of the season. And um, can you find a way to reset and get going here? 
in a really crucial time. Definitely, yeah. Some much-needed rest for the players over the next couple of days. Eric, you know, looking at Saturday's matchup, you know, certainly a tough loss. I want to start by looking at the defense because, you know, they held the Lions early on in the game. I mean, they forced three punts to start the game. Um, but once the Lions found the end zone, they went on to score six touchdowns. What do you think kind of changed after that first quarter for this defense? Yeah, well, I think, one, it's hard when you just asked to be perfect, which yeah. for a while, the Broncos defense, that's what they had to right. do. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broncos had a chance, obviously, to score on their first offensive possession and put themselves ahead, kind of, I think, change the complexion of the game or at mm-hmm. least give yourself an early lead so you can withstand one or two of those touchdowns. You know, Then even if you give up two first-half touchdowns, you're still in the football game. Um, but unfortunately, after those three drives, the Lions found a little more success. They started running the ball. They found some openings over the middle of the field, found some matchups they liked. Um, certainly I think maybe the, the defense got a little tired out. They were on the field a lot, particularly in the first half. Yeah. And, um, you know, we talked about it before the game, right? You got to stop the run game first for Detroit or else it leaves them with too many options. They're a team with, um, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, I'm on St. Brown, I'm on Ross St. Brown, um, you know, Jamison Williams, Sam Laporta, all these guys, when they can go to any of those weapons, I think it becomes too much to stop. You've got to find a way to make them one-dimensional. Um, Broncos were able to put them in third and longs early in the game right. and then get stops. Guys made some big individual plays. There was a, a Justin Simmons PBU down the field. There was a big play on one of the early drives. And then, unfortunately, the Lions just started winning some of those one-on-one matchups. Um, you know, I think the second half where Denver cuts it to 21-7 right after halftime, you've got a chance to get a big stop. To not be able to get one there, I think, was tough and kind of changed the, the tone of the game. The Lions went right back down and scored, pushed the lead back to 21 again. Um, and from there, it was going to be difficult, I think, to to come back. There were a couple of times in the second half where they picked up big third down conversions. There was a third and 10 in the second half and looks like, hey, maybe the Broncos can get a stop and, and they run for a first down. That's demoralizing. I think yeah. that was one of the key moments of the game. And um, after the game, Sean Payton talked about it's about gap discipline from a run defense standpoint. Um, it's about knowing your assignment. Josie Jewell talked about being able to execute both the assignment and then you know, when you're in those opportunities to tackle one-on-one, you've got to be able to make it. So not the defense's finest moment, but this was a tough opponent, Sydney, one of the best they'll face um, probably all year. Right. And um, it wasn't a great matchup necessarily, but I think they should be able to get back to what they were doing, hopefully, here over the final three weeks. For sure. Yeah, Eric, you mentioned the run defense and kind of I know Sean Payton talked today about gap integrity and kind of the breakdowns there. I know Pat Sertan said to me after the game that, you know, it's time to go back to the drawing board for this defense. You know, So looking forward, what do you think that really means for them in terms of what can they fix? What can they clean up here over the next week? Yeah, I think some of it was was tackling that wasn't yeah. wasn't yeah. great. The Broncos certainly missed some of those. Um, you've got to make plays on one on one situations. You've got to take advantage of third down opportunities, get them off the field, mm-hmm. have success on early downs. Um, you know, the Lions, there's a lot of motion, which not many teams kind of employ that as much as they do. Vance Joseph said before the game, it's kind of like mm-hmm. the Dolphins in terms of how they do that. Um, right. And so that creates a challenge, certainly. But I think part of it, said it's just they're, they're a good offense. They're a top five offense. Mm-hmm. They run the ball well. They throw the ball well. Jared Goff's a vet that when you can't get pressure on him, which the Broncos struggled to do, in this game, he's going to pick you apart. He's going to make plays. He threw five touchdown passes. Um, so some of it, I think, is you just have to give credit to the Lions for how they played. They had a healthy offensive line for the first time in a while. 
Um, Frank Ragnall, Taylor Decker both came back and played, which was certainly important for their uh, their success. Right. But uh, I think the Broncos have to get back to that aggressive approach um, and just be able to stop people at the line of scrimmage, bring pressure, find a way to get home, um, and then shore up the tackling. Th- those things are critical. Um, you know, for the most part, there weren't like the, the huge explosive plays. It was more kind of the catch and run against Detroit. Um, and, and so they're going to have to get back to the fundamentals. Certainly playing at home should help where it's going to be loud, difficult for the opposing offense. Mm-hmm. Um, you're playing a stretch of quarterbacks here that um, certainly have a lot of uh, potential and can be good players, but don't necessarily have the experience um, that Jared Goff has. Mm-hmm. So, you know, can you fluster a young quarterback? Can you find a way to, to get a turnover? Can you stop some runs early and then on the offensive side of the football, get a lead so that the opponent has to change what they're doing? I think I mentioned this, Sid, when we were down there post-game, they just didn't play complimentary football against the Lions. And when the defense played well early, the offense couldn't score. And then when Mm -hmm. the offense comes out and scores a couple of times, the defense can't get a stop. And so they've got to find a way to be better there in terms of, you know, get back to their identity, do what Mm -hmm. they do, run the ball well on offense, um, stop the run and get turnovers on defense, control the clock, kind of make it a, a, a nasty, grinded-out football game. And for the most part, when they've been able to do that, they've had success, um, just weren't quite able to make it their type of game in Detroit. For sure. Eric, you mentioned the run game on offense. You know, I know they struggled a bit with that. They've had the past couple of weeks, and I know head coach Sean Payne, he said today that you know he wants to get back to how they were running the ball versus Cleveland uh, back in week 12. So, you know, what do you think the key to, is to that, to getting back to in that groove moving forward? Yeah, I think some of it, and he's right, the last couple of weeks have not been as great as they were against mm-hmm. Cleveland. Um, certainly the Broncos have had more success um, at, at times than others running the football, but right. part of it is just teams are going to force you to, to beat them through the air until you do that. Um, Adam Trauman talked about that on Monday, just teams are adjusting to what they're doing. doesn't mean you can't find success, but... Um, Certainly got to stick with it. I think when you're in a close football game, right, it's easier to keep running the ball, stick with your game plan than when you fall behind 21 points. When you're behind 21 nothing in the second half, it's difficult to stick with the run because you've got to throw. You've got to um, try to get chunk plays to score points quickly. Right. So keep it within arm's reach. Um, again, find some success early. Mix in the run in the pass. That sets up the play action as well. And then there's just some individual efforts in terms of the offensive line winning at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, Javante Williams hasn't had his most productive weeks the last few weeks, but mm-hmm. as Sean Payton said, they're going to look at some of that. There's a question about if Samaji Piran could get some more run um, at that as, as kind of the lead ball carrier as one of the primary focuses. He said, listen, they'll look at everything, but some of that is the situations Javante's facing first yeah. and 10. They're more obvious run situations, and so that accounts for some of the uh, the variation in success there but right. yeah this, this team does have to find a way to get the run going at least a little bit better because it sets everything up it, it helps you maintain time of possession it's part of your identity and um sean pointed out down the stretch here if this team wants to beat the patriots chargers and raiders they've got to be able to run the football yeah. um it's going to be key yeah eric on Saturday, you know, the Broncos, they were shut out in the first half. I know it was early in the game, but on the first drive, that turnover, how do you feel like that kind of changed things in the game? Yeah, it was big. Um, yeah. Just in terms of momentum, Broncos get a stop. It's loud in there. And, yeah, and, it was loud. And uh, they're pumped up before there's this beautiful saxophone national anthem. Yeah. Said. Um, <laughs> it was he, good. He held a note for like 45 seconds. <laughs> and, and the place was fired up, and it was probably yeah. the toughest environment the Broncos have faced 
all year this right season, up there with, sure. with being in Kansas City or, you know, being in Buffalo. I agree. And um, so when you get that first stop and you get a huge play to Jerry Judy, it, it's yeah. it's silent in there. And you have a chance to go up 7 nothing and kind of at least force the Lions to say, hey, let's settle down, let's regroup. Um, but maybe it puts some anxiousness in the building, especially if, uh, you know, the Broncos get another stop like they did. And instead that fumble, even though the Lions didn't score, it changed field position. Um, Sean talks a lot about playing the game on the opponent's side of the field and mm-hmm. how important that is. But getting points there and getting a touchdown there, I think really would have set the tone, given this team um, some energy, some momentum. And, and certainly as the game went on, it just got kind of out of hand. As I mentioned earlier, if you get a touchdown there, even if they do score a couple times in the first half, you're at least in it and you uh, maybe change the complexion of the game. And it, it was a missed opportunity. And I liked what Cortland Sutton said to, to us after the game said, said, we are a good team right now. Yeah. To be a great team, you've got to score in situations like that. And you've Definitely. got to find a way to get a touchdown there. If you're on the goal line um, at the end of the third quarter, you've got to find a way to score there. And, and so I liked that because the Broncos, I feel like right now, are, are grouped up with some good teams in the wild card race and who can be great for these next three weeks and find a way to get on the, get in the playoffs and, and give themselves a chance at this. Um, so yeah, that, that first sequence, you hate to ever say that something that early in the game changes, changes the game, but right. it, it did feel it like did. a big moment. Yeah. Eric, you mentioned that a second sequence in the third quarter. I want to talk a little bit more about that because I know head coach Sean Payton today, he was asked about, you know, how he might've handled that differently. And he, he did say that he would have looking back. Yeah. Just, I think the main thing there was the Julio McLaughlin um, yeah. catch and, and run. And, you know, he's right there at the goal line. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell. Did he get across? Did he tell. not? Um, Sean Payton said, even after looking at it, you know, maybe he would have challenged it just to see, but yeah. there still wasn't a great view. You're still not sure if it's going to get overturned. It has to be indisputable evidence. And right. he even kind of mentioned maybe even tongue in cheek, his, uh, his history of success in terms of officials overturning calls in his favor, yeah. that sort of call. Um, and it is hard to get a, uh, you know, the spot of the ball changed in some of these situations. So, mm-hmm. Um, that one, he said he might have challenged the Javante Williams one. He said he had a clear uh, view that, that Javante was short. And then the frustration that everybody saw that came from just the penalty that was called on offensive offsides. And it was called a bunch around the league this week. But, it was. Um, you know, two weeks ago, that probably doesn't get called. It, you know, there was certainly some scrutiny after mm-hmm. the Kadarius Tony play in Kansas City against Buffalo. But yeah. two weeks ago, maybe Quinn Miners gets away with that one. And uh, the Broncos score a touchdown there. I will say, obviously, everyone's frustrated in that moment, and you would have liked to see, hey, what happens if if the Broncos cut this to 14 again? Maybe, maybe they are inspired to get a stop, and and things change. But to me, and I, I think I said this after the game, at that point, the Broncos just they'd already scored to cut it to 14, and, and the Lions went right down the field and scored again. I'm not sure if it would have had a huge difference in terms of changing the outcome you know maybe maybe it gives you a chance and certainly right. that's all you can ask for, for but sure. the defense gave up a couple more scores after that, after and, that. and I'm not sure if uh, the Broncos would have been able to get all the way back but uh, certainly would have been better off if, if that would have counted for sure yeah Eric we always talk about you know how the Broncos look to turn the page after this how they bounce yep. back and you know something that wide receiver Corlin Sutton said after the game kind of stuck out to me because someone asked him this he was like look at everything that we've done this season. I mean, look at how this team has rallied. Look at how this team has fought back. Like, why do you think that would change moving forward here? And I love that mindset for the final three weeks. Yeah. And he, he had a little bit of an edge to him. He did. As he said that, um, yeah. 
I think Alex Singleton post game kind of had the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a sentiment among these guys of like this was a bad loss, no doubt about it. Yeah. But let's let's wipe it away and let's go get it, and we know we can bounce back. And there was right. almost kind of like a, a doubt us if you want to, you right. know, and um, you know doubt us if uh, if you think that's best. But we're going to show you. Like Garrett Bowles said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're mm-hmm. we're six and two in our last eight games, so. Tell us we can't do this. We're gonna we're gonna show that you're do wrong. It anyways. Yeah. And um, I do think there's an element of this team that wants to get right back on the field. Yeah. Wants to get this taste out of their mouth and, and kind of go back and and go back to what they were doing, which is playing good football, um, physically dominating opponents, and and earning wins. And um, you know, if they're able to to turn that mindset into good practices and into action, I think you'll see them bounce back against the Patriots this week. But uh, yeah, I like the. I did too. The mentality. Sometimes after the losses during the one and five start, there was almost like a, you know, what are we supposed to do? Or, or just like kind of being down. Mm-hmm. Nobody was down. They were, no. they were angry. I think is um, my sense in the locker room. Mine they too. were angry that, that that's what happened on the field. Um, you know, and typically when teams are angry, they come back the next week and respond really well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Eric, looking at the final three weeks here, these are really now must win games. What does the playoff picture kind of look like at this point? Yeah. Well, it's, it starts with the Broncos winning, yeah. right? And Sean Payton said that we've got to get three wins, but it starts with this one. So mm-hmm. you've got to make sure that you don't drop one to the Patriots. And I know they've won only three games, but um, they pushed Kansas city a little bit this past week, went to Pittsburgh, got a big win, on a short week there, which I thought was impressive. Um, they've, you know, they had a win over Buffalo earlier in the year. So not a, uh, not a team that's just going to come in here and lay down. You've got to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick, obviously one of the greatest coaches in the history of the NFL. He'll take away your top option. Um, you know, Sean Payton said, look, the Lions took away Cortland Sutton a little bit. Expects the Patriots to do the exact same thing. So you yeah. might need Jerry Judy. You might need the run game to step up here a lot. And you've got to take these guys seriously because if the Broncos think they're just going to waltz in and win by 30 without even trying there, you could possibly pick up a loss that ends your season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts there. If you get all three wins, which again, easier said than done, you got to take it one week at a time. You're still in good position. I know there's a lot of um, consternation right now. Mm-hmm. Good word. Um, that was a good word. <laughs> with the Broncos playoff chances being around 20% right now. Yeah. But if you, if you put those three wins in there, you get to a much better place between 70 and 80% for that wild card mm-hmm. spot. Um, you're probably looking at the seventh seed right now, which is okay. Still in the field, still gives right. you a chance. Um, and listen, you're going to need a couple results here and there. Certainly some teams to monitor are, are the Jaguars, Texans and Colts in the AFC South. You know, yeah. um, the Texans and Colts still play each other in the AFC North, the Steelers, Bengals, uh, Browns. Browns are all still alive there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, the Browns play the Texans this week. So someone picks up a loss there. The Browns, right. or excuse me, the Bengals and Steelers still play. The Steelers and Ravens still play. So mm-hmm. there good. are some teams here that are going to face each other, hand themselves some losses. And right. certainly there's a there's a chance that the Broncos could get 10 wins and be left out. But I think looking at it, um, most scenarios, especially ones where the favored team wins, for example, the Broncos are in, in decent position here if they get to 10 wins. Um, and it doesn't look great right now because there's a lot of eight and six teams. But yeah. I think after this weekend, um, it'll look better for Denver, especially if you get a win, obviously. Right. And, um, you know, say Houston loses one at, or, you know, against Cleveland or 
um, you know, either the Steelers or Bengals, they play each other this weekend. So one of them is going to lose. Right. Um, you know, Miami plays Dallas. So if Dallas wins, that, that could be good. Yeah. Um, and so I think you'll start to see some results that go in the Broncos favor, even though on Sunday, the Browns pull out a win that, that hurts the Broncos. The Texans yeah. come from behind and get a win that hurts the Broncos. Um, but I, I think just win these football games, have a little faith. I think it'll work out. Um, and uh, as these teams beat up on each other a little bit, the Broncos kind of have a path where if they win, they don't quite control their own destiny, but they should be in good shape. So a lot to play for. Well, Eric, appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah, got it. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. As always, I'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube tomorrow for another episode. I will see you all then.